The year is just starting. Are you already slipping in them resolutions? No worries. I got you. Today, we're going to talk about how to win your year. You ready? Let's work. Bam! I'm going to sing it to you like how they used to sing it growing up in my Jamaican church at the end of every watch night service. Happy New Year! Happy New Year! I wish you, I wish you a happy new year. Can I tell you, guys, they would literally sing that song for a half an hour straight. And it was filled with so much love in the room. We would just walk around hugging while singing. Of course, no H's, <laughs> Jamaican. Singing, Happy New Year, Sister Simit. Happy New Year, Mother Jones. Happy New Year, brethren. It was wonderful. And I believe since we're still in the month of January, it's not too late to wish y'all a happy new year. I hope everybody had a wonderful and safe holiday season, but now you know what it is. It's the top of the year. It's time to be about that action. And sometimes it can be a little nerve wracking when you're closing out one thing to start anew. And we're starting this year fresh and it's easy to either get into your head. Some of us are approaching this year excited. We done already got our list. It's this, it's this, it's happening. We've gotten our word for the year. We have our themes for the year. And I think they're all important. I got them too. Um, I have a good friend of mine who she shared with me. I have to share mine with her. She has a a vision, a list of her vision and then her anti-vision. That thing messed me up. I was like, an anti-vision list. I love that. She's a genius, but we'll leave that alone for now. The point of this is I want us to discuss how we can properly approach really making this year your best. How do we do that so that we don't run into the same old, same old, where we start off real strong, pushing for the new year, and by the end of February, fasting is over, all the seminars and the, the meetings and the podcast episodes about being new are over. And now we're back to those same habits. So this is an episode of encouragement. And again, we going through that filter of how do you win your year, have your best year when you know that you're loved? How do we do that? So pops, cue the music. Let's get to it. You can be a little jaded um, when it comes to typical cliches of, of, okay, it's a new year, so what are you expecting? Oh, tap your neighbor huh, and say more in store huh, in 2024. I actually <laughs> love those type of sermons. Stop playing. Uh, but you know what I found is interesting? Like you can't have a new year, let alone a new life with an old mindset. If we really did a proper evaluation for some of us, just off of habits alone, we wouldn't be saying happy 2024. Some of us might be saying happy 2011 or happy 1996 or happy 1978 because <laughs> that's when we stopped evolving and changing. That's when some of those habits went somewhere and sat down and we haven't picked up new habits for a better kind of life. So I just want to give us just a few tips of what I'm seeing that's really helpful with whatever it is that you believe the Lord has laid on your heart to accomplish this year. And it's not just about accomplishing for the sake of accomplishment. It's becoming better because you want your life to get better. You want things to be different. You don't want more of the same. If that's you, this episode's for you, right? So let's just jump right in. I'm not going to hold you. You know, we don't do a lot of fluff on this show. 
So for me with this year, when I took a little bit of time towards the end of December, just to kind of evaluate with Rue, what do we want to do? What are we looking forward to? Here are some of our goals. Here's whatever. I really like the 12-week year. I think that's a great book. There's so many great resources that are out there. And the truth be told, it doesn't matter what you use as long as you're doing. And that's actually the first part for me. Execution is progress. It's execution, fam. It's execution, son. It's not analysis. It's not strategy. It's execution. And it don't even have to be big execution, right? It just has to be. Because here's the truth. You've thought about it enough. You've run your numbers enough. You've done all of the analysis and you've developed a strategy. But can we be clear about this? You can be strategic and still stuck. There's a phrase people use all the time, analysis paralysis. But the truth is, it's the base hits. It's the execution. It's the accomplishment. If my goal is to get more water in my system every day, it's real cute to look up water. It's real cute to go get the beautiful uh, water, water bottle, get you a little Stanley or whatever people are going crazy over. It's real cute to draw the little lines in the big old gallon, go on Pinterest, get you a little strategy. You done read about it. Baby, drink the drink that water. Now you got to drink it. <laughs> you got to do it. You have to do something. It's one thing to say, you know what? At the end of this year, my savings account is going to look like this. And you play with them numbers. And you add in and you subtract and you multiplying and dividing. When the check comes on that Friday or that Thursday or that Monday even, put the money in the other account. There has to be. There's value and there is power in doing. If I'm finna, if I say, all right, I want to be down this many pounds by this time, appreciate the workout outfit. You real cute. And should be. Appreciate the trainer. Shout outs to them. Appreciate the fact that you was on YouTube. You know right form. You've studied. You're ready. Now it's time to go to that gym. Get on the treadmill and press the button. Go to that gym pick up that bar, lift it till you're tired. Come back a day, two days later. Execution is progress, nothing else. And I'm taking time to paint this picture. Why? Because there is something beautifully tempting to think that analysis and strategy is progress. It is not. Mm -mm, mm -mm, Nope. (laughs) It's not. I remember reading, I don't know if it was Cal Newport or someone who wrote this, that they did research and they found that saying that you're going to do something creates the same dopamine hit as doing it. And so many of us fall into the trap of saying we're going to do something and we like the way we sound when we say it. And then that's it. Not in 24. What, 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 What are we doing that for? No, not this year. This is the year where you say, I've made a commitment to myself based on the identity that I want to have, and I'm not trying to knock it out the park. No, I just want the base hit. I've made a commitment to myself of health, so I'm not going to knock it out the park and sign up for the marathon. I'm going to set my vitamins out the night before, put my clothes for the workout out the night before. I'm going to pre-plan my water intake the day before, And then make it easy to do what? Execute. 
And where does that identity come from? James James Clear talks about this in his amazing book that everybody knows about, Atomic Habits. You vote for the identity that you want based on what you do. And so, do. This is the year of action. It's time to get it done. The next part is, if I could call it a law, I guess it would be the law of momentum. Because you're only going to do what you're already doing. And this really is the act of habits at work. So in order to change or shift the momentum, you have to literally overcome the inertia of inactivity or of doing the wrong action. How do we do that? In order to break your momentum, you've got to start with the first part, execute a different action. If you are trying to, it doesn't matter what your goal is. If you're trying to take yourself more seriously, put what you need to do in your calendar. And when that little ding goes, don't hit the snooze button. If you're trying to be an early riser, you set that alarm, no excuses. And again, here's how we create environments to make execution easy. If I know I'm trying to get up at five o'clock because I have found that I'm more productive in the morning or I have found I have more peace and more joy, I've found that I'm a more restful person. If I know I got to get up at five, why am I still on my phone at midnight, at midnight, at midnight? What happened? So these are the, the things that we're doing to what? cultivate an environment where it's easy to execute because execute is progress, nothing else. The last one for me, less is more. If you want to go big, you've got to start small. If I did have a sermon, if I was a watch night preacher, I would have said, neighbor, tap your neighbor and say, less is more in 2024. It's got to stop. I get it and I love it, right? Again, Having that list, you got 20 things, I'm about to do this, I'm about to do that. And there are some people who really will. I remember hearing, I think it was Warren Buffett who they interviewed him, and he was saying um, he was given this advice or he gave this advice, I can't quite remember, but they told him, write down 20 things that he really, really wants to do and accomplish in his life. And so he wrote it down, 20 things. Here's what I want to do, here's what I want to be, here's all that I'm looking for, here's what I want to achieve. And then they said, out of that list... Pick five and cross out everything else. And I remember seeing this once on Twitter. Somebody wrote, she said, family, fun, fitness, sleep, and finances, choose three. Now, I don't know if that theory is legit or not, but the point of all of it is just to say, in order to go big, you have to start small. And in order to really complete even the small that is left, you must relentlessly eliminate the distractions so that you can actually do it. There are things that you are called to do. There's a you that you are called to be. And we're, there's a me I'm called to be. And we're going to get there if we what? If we execute by cultivating an environment of execution. One of the things I loved about the 12-week year is when it taught this principle about accountability being an inside job. Before, I used to say to friends of mine, like, oh, I'm, I'm trying to do better with, with um, drinking more water. I'm trying to do better with my workouts. I'm trying to do better with getting up early so that I can start my day. For, can you hold me accountable? Hold me accountable. No. No one else can hold you accountable but you. Nobody. At some point, you've set the standard for your life, and prayerfully, the standard that you set aligns with the gospel. When you set that standard, 
Nobody else can tell you, hey, just want to remind you to live to the standard. No, no, no. Don't relinquish self-responsibility to anyone else. They have to take care of themselves. You must hold yourself accountable. There is no better leadership. There is no stronger leadership than self-leadership. Before Jesus was out leading the 12, for 30 years, he was leading himself. What does this mean? You've said to yourself too many times now, I'm going to do this. Next year is this. It's going to be my year. Aren't you tired of the frustration of disappointing yourself? I know I am. So what are we doing this year so that we don't end up by April? We done forgot that we had a goal of drinking more water. We done forgot that we were trying to work out more. We done forgot that our goal was getting to this certain position in our jobs or learning this new language. How do we do it? We're cultivating an environment that's easy to execute the base hits, the new habits that we're trying to create to form our identity. How do we do that? We've strategized enough because the real truth is, fam, we know what we need to do. Everybody does. We know the thing that we need to do that will move the needle in our lives. So the first thing we do is we're setting realistic expectations. We're not going for the home runs. We're going for the base hit. And what does a base hit speak of? It speaks to consistency. I will be here every day doing the same thing. In order to be excellent, I'm okay with embracing the boredom that comes with being consistent, with doing it every day, and then you do it again. And then you do it again. Why? I'm building my identity. And for some of us, I'm getting my identity back. You may have gotten into a relationship and you lost yourself. Get your identity back, fam. You got into a job and you lost yourself. Get your identity back, bro. You joined an organization, became a part of a church. You lost yourself. Get your identity back, sis. How do we do that? Base hits every single day. Doing what? The same thing. And that's okay. Because what are you doing? You're, every time that you do it, you're casting a vote for who you know you're supposed to be in Jesus. Every time you call that mean old relative that meets you with misery, but the Lord said, I want you to send them a word of encouragement every time you do it. And it don't, that don't have to be every day. Hello, let's be clear. <laughs> okay? Every time you call Uncle Chuck once a week, once every two weeks, it doesn't matter. What are you doing? You are saying, I am committed to the cultivation of an identity that pleases Christ and blesses me. And I'm more committed to that than to the ease of mediocrity. Because if there is any corrosive, if there is anything that is destroying our souls right now, it's ease. We've made such an idol of convenience that when hard times hit, we've lost our ability to be resilient. And now it's become easier to quit than to continue. How did that happen? We got off track with our base hits. Base hits towards excellence. Base hits towards a new life. Base hits towards winning your year. It's going to take consistency. And here's the pro tip. Prepare for the setback so that it don't set you back. Prepare for when your plan doesn't go as it's planned. Because that's the way that life happens. So if I have a goal in mind, to get to a certain place in my job, I've got to be prepared for if I got a wonky manager or if I'm given an assignment that I didn't plan for. How does this help me? It prepares me to reframe and shift quicker. This is very different than expecting to be disappointed. 
That's this ain't what I'm this ain't that. I'm not talking about that. I'm not saying you're living your life expecting for somebody to drop you or the boss. No, what I'm saying is you've already anticipated, you've already priced in the cost of what it takes to be excellent. And a part of the cost of excellence, if you'd like to win your year, you better price in pain. There's going to be discomfort. There's a reason why mediocrity feels so comfortable. And there's a reason why excellence is costly. It's expensive. But I want to tell you this, you are loved enough to pay that price. So I'm going to wrap it right here. We're cultivating environments where execution becomes easy. We're tracking and embracing consistency. We are no longer afraid of dropping the ball. What if it doesn't work? Baby, what if it works? Fam, what if it actually works? What if this year literally changes the entire trajectory of your life? What if you get so focused, you ignore the noise, you cut out all of the distractions, you lean into the grace that's already afforded for you because you know you're loved enough to get it wrong and you're loved enough to do right. What happens when you do that? What happens when your own reputation amongst your family changes because you've changed? Can I tell you that's my personal testimony? I said to my parents the other day, I said, you know what, as I'm getting older, this whole like, sounds not really great with time. That's so ugly. That's so gross. It's so corny. If I tell you I'm finna come and get you at the airport, don't already be prepared to sit and wait. But that's the reputation that I developed because I was not good with time. If I say I'm going to meet you at 1, don't be like, oh, well, you know, it's on. So I'm probably going to get there at 120 and then she'll get there at 130. Oh, no, we're not doing that. No more. I wish my daddy had a mic. Am I not getting better with that, dad? You know what I'm saying? Like, y'all can't hear him, but he just kind of affirmed me and I'm grateful because I needed that. I'm getting better. And those are the things I'm talking about. We have, again, we place this crazy value on the lights and the glamour and the, the instant change that occurs. We love a good before and after. But the truth is, if you want to win your year, you've got to win your month. And if you want to win your month, you got to win that week. You plan on winning your week, then you must win the day. And if you're going to win the day, that can only be done when you win your moments. Every moment matters. There's an urgency that's in the air. Why? Because the world is crazy and Jesus is coming back. We're seeing prophecies being fulfilled. You're seeing wars and rumors of wars. Please play ye not thine self. Heaven and earth are going to pass away before the word does. And it's happening before our eyes. So there's a work, a weighty work that we are called to do. And in order to do that, you've got to do what? Win your moment so you can win your day. So you can win your week. So you can win your month. So you can win your year, fam. We're loved enough to do it. I believe in you to do it. Because I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to get it done. I'm closing out with this reminder. Grace will get you there. You're not supposed to be perfect. Did you know that Jesus knew that when he died for you? He died, ripped his body, knowing that you would know it and still mess up. And he still did it. There's so much more grace that covers your failure, that covers our flaws. So grace is what's going to get you there. And discipline won't disappoint you. Those two things have been great factors for me with Getting up, doing it again. Getting up, doing it again. I've never done a workout and been like, oh God, I shouldn't have done that. 
But you know what else I can say? I've never finished scrolling. Even with like seeing funny videos and all those other things, I've never finished scrolling and felt like, oh my goodness, that was so amazing. I feel so refreshed. I feel much better. I feel like that when I work out. So Rue has this expression that's been helping me to choose what you want to lose. If you want to win, you got to lose that, that mediocre lifestyle. And winning looks like living to your potential. I was about to be like, now unto him. <laughs> that is Abo. All right, fam. So that's it for me. It was a quick episode of what? Encouragement. I want you to know, fam, I'm with you. I'm for you. But more importantly, Jesus is with you, for you, doing the work empowering you to do your work. We can do this. We really can. You can overcome the discouragement and the despondency. You can get up from that place. You don't have to stay stuck. You don't have to stay in confusion. He's not the author of it. He didn't give it to you. You can have a sound mind about things that matter to you. You can be secure in your soul when everything else around you is uncertain. Yes, you can. You in your moments... You stack those wins, you will win your year. Let's do it together. Thank you for being with me and for letting me be with you. If you found any value in the show at all, please leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. That's how we're able to share the show with others. And of course, if you'd like to hit me up, um, I'd love to hear your thoughts. I want to hear how are you winning your year. We won't be holding each other accountable. We learned it. That's an inside job. But we can still share and grow together. That's the goal of this show. IG, uh, San Pope, S-A-H-M-P-O-P-E. You can hit me up and I'm right there. All right, fam, I'm signing off right here. Remember, you're only going to hear one of two words on that fateful day. Well done or depart from me. Let's live accordingly. Let's live loved. Talk soon. Talk soon.